Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Corbett Report. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan. You are tuned into Questions for Corbett. And this week, we're going to answer an interestingly written missive from Richard, who wrote in via the contact form, just a thought or train of it that may be going around Delusion Corner, but Bilderberg, I'll leave him lowercase, was more and more being talked about. Next thing, the WEF and all the publicly open bones to pick. Is that a diversion to keep some stuff where it belongs out of sight? Just a question in my own head. Rock on. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Richard. Rock on yourself. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the question. Interesting punctuation and all. And I think it does raise actually an interesting point. Perhaps one that may even be deeper than you yourself give it credit for. Um, because, yes, what you are pointing out is... I think, a fairly, at this point, fairly identifiable phenomenon in the supposedly alternative media. Alternative to what? Alternative in what way? And for people who don't know, of course, Bilderberg, talking about the Bilderberg Group, which I would assume my audience has heard of by now, but actually, since they are so out of fashion in alternative media circles, maybe newer, newer newcomers to the space don't know about Bilderberg. It's a possibility these days, but they will know about WEF. Surely, surely everyone in the crowd knows about that now. The World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, all of this, right? Well, yes, you will know about it if you follow alternative independent media. Um, you will absolutely know about WEF because, as you, I'm sure, out there will have picked up on, as I myself have picked up on, there is a new formula for creating a buzz, buzzworthy, virally kind of article or video in the alternative media space these days. That is simply to take absolutely any topic that you want to talk about and in some way find some connection to the WEF and then put that in your headline and ba-bing, ba-boom, wow, watch the view counts roll in. Yay! <laughs> because everyone's now fascinated by what the World Economic Forum is doing and saying, and if there's some sort of World Economic Forum connection to this topic, then it's worth thinking about. And as I say, I'm pretty sure everyone in this audience who follows the independent media will immediately have noticed that, maybe not consciously, but now take an active note of it, and you will see there are definitely a lot of sites out there that will put WEF in the headline, or Davos, or Schwab, or something along those lines, in order to attract people's attention, because it does attract people's attention. I don't even think this is necessarily a calculated thing on the part of the people doing this. It's just, well, it is. It is the buzzworthy thing. It's what we are all thinking about right now. And I am speaking about this in September of 2022. So if you are watching this in the Corporate Report archives, however many years hence, you might look at this and think, well, what's he talking about? World Economic Forum? Well, I've heard of them. Yeah, they, but I don't really know much about them. Because I think this is a type of trend that is happening right now. And it is likely to move on at some point. But the underlying point is what is really happening here and why and how. And hey, look, mea culpa. I talked about, I even uh, mentioned on the podcast last year that there, it came to the point where uh, me and Brock, video editor Brock West here, had a sort of a game whenever any name came up in the podcast and there was any sort of character that we were looking at, we'd search them on the World Economic Forum website and lo and behold, there they are. There's their profile on the WEF website. And it became almost laughable at a certain point 
And then it crossed over into beyond laughable, into the point of, well, is this even significant? I, I raise this point because it is like the well-known phenomenon, again, in the independent media space. If you've been around, you know, every time there's some sort of major false flag terror event or spectacular incident, lo and behold, there was a drill that was predicting it in some ways. And I've talked about and documented that phenomenon many times over the years, and I truly do think that is significant sometimes. For example, go watch 9-11 or rewatch 9-11 War Games, corporatereport.com slash 911 War Games. And yes, I document all of the drills that were going on on the day of and or leading up to 9-11, some of which were actually scheduled to take place after 9-11, but still relevant. And I think, yes, those are significant things that had a bearing on what was happening on 9-11. But then there are times when even myself, as someone who is prone to be on that side of the argument, and well, I, I tend to believe that a lot of these events are staged and managed in certain ways, but then I see someone who will dig up some sort of drill that took place a couple of months before some shooting, and look, they were sh training for some sort of emergency event, therefore. And there are times when I have not been convinced by that. I'm not sure that is significant. It might be, but you haven't convinced me of that. Um, again, it becomes a sort of a trend. And the more you see it and the more you actually look into, okay, how many drills are being conducted every single day all around the, the country, depending what country you're talking about, or all around the world, and you see the thousands and thousands and thousands of drills that are being conducted, and you only note the one time there is that that ding of, oh, there's an event after a drill, there's an event after a drill, but you don't see the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of drills that aren't connected with an event. So you might not know. Or on the World Economic Forum website, I mean, if this particular person is a director of the World Economic Forum or sits on their board or something like that, that's probably significant. If it's someone who is just has a profile, maybe wrote an article that was then hosted by on the World Economic Forum website once several years ago, maybe that isn't a significant connection. Maybe that doesn't mean they're a World Economic Forum agent per se. Maybe, maybe we're putting carts before horses or we're connecting carts and horses from different wagons. <laughs> I don't know, I'm mixing my metaphors here, but you get the idea. Uh, so sometimes these things are significant, sometimes maybe they're not, and uh, and they, they become trend-like. And once people notice a certain trend, they start to make everything about that trend. Um, so here's a good example of that with regards specifically to the World Economic Forum, as Richard is pointing out. Um, King Charles launching the Great Reset, as he did in 2020 when he was still a lowly prince, and directing the world's attention and energy and credibility towards Herr Schwab and his Great Reset plan and the post-human, bug-eating, dystopian nightmare that he's trying to goose-step us into. Uh, is that significant? I think that's a significant connection, yes. But then again, I mean, again, some, uh, some third-rate nobody in the bigger conspiracy world who happened to have have a profile on the WEF website doesn't necessarily mean a significant connection. Now, here's the real, I think, the rub of this is the is the why. Why is why does this happen? What is going on here? What's the psychology of it? And then how can that psychology be played on to direct people or misdirect people, as I think Richard is, if not implying, explicitly asking in the question, is this a distraction of some sort? The everything is suddenly about the World Economic Forum. Well, what are we missing when we're constantly directed in that way? And this is uh, a topic that came up in the recent watch-along that I did with uh, video editor Brock West and Ryan Christian of The Last American Vagabond 
about False Flags, the documentary, False Flags, The Secret History of Al-Qaeda, specifically the part three watch-along and Q&A we did, where Ryan uh, took a question from the audience relating to a an infamous Karl Rove quote. I think I had some other questions in here. Let's see. Uh, well, I got Oh, you know what? I had one that was a good broad one. Uh, this was somebody in the Discord asked, uh, basically uh, quoting Karl Rove, uh, I can read the whole quote if you guys aren't familiar, but he just says the ending of the quote would where uh, we are history's actors and you, all of you will be left to just study what we do. And the question is, what do we do to get ahead of this? Essentially, that all of this is a big show instead of forever chasing the tail of the narrative. Like, what should yeah. we do instead? Yeah, uh, I hope people saw my message about slash to the 9-11 truth movement on the 20th anniversary last year where I did quote from that. I talked about it quite directly. Um, but yes, incredibly important quotation. And I hope people will look that up if they haven't seen it. Uh, it. It says so much about the nature of the empire that has been constructed, the empire of lies, where, and the way that it operates. Because Rove is correct, in a sense. They will create the, these situations out of whole cloth. They will create this nonsense and then you know normal human beings who don't like to be lied to will come along and examine those lies and parse them and discover oh this is total malarkey this is nonsense this contradicts that this is but in the meantime they're moving on to something else and i think there is a valuable lesson in there i mean one thing might be to say okay then we shouldn't look at the you know anything we shouldn't examine any of this no obviously i'm creating documentaries about this these lies in order to expose them i think there is value to that but i think we really do have to be careful as researchers as either independent media producers like we are or people out in the public who are watching this type of content to to not just simply get caught up in the current thing and i don't just mean the current thing that you know, we'll, we'll label, oh, those normies are caught up in the current thing. There are, the, there's the current thing in the independent media space too, right. that we have to all now, okay, now everyone will talk about and think and, and examine this one subject. And if you don't talk about this, you're a shill and blah, blah, blah. Oh, what about this? What about that? What about the, what about they're do what, what they're doing next? What about this other thing? And people get hung up on this, this red meat that's been thrown out to them about this one particular topic and it becomes the only thing that people start talking about. That's to me is one of the concerning possibilities, trends that can happen in the independent media is that just they'll throw out the red meat and the stupid lies in certain places and mm -hmm. everyone will jump on them like vultures just waiting for that, that meat. And meanwhile, they're off doing other things in, in the background. I use the dangling cat doy analogy, you know, and like they just dangle over the top and we all bat at it. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's like you said, it's, there's information there that is important and we should look at yeah. it, but they, they're just hoping that we take that and go in that direction. And, you know, usually at the end, there are some important lies that just de derail you in the right direction. I hope you have seen that discussion in its entirety by now. If not, please uh, follow the link in the show notes to do so. But uh, what is being referred to specifically here for those not in the know is a quotation of Karl Rove that came from 2004 um, from something written by Ron Susskind, a veteran American journalist and author, mainstream journalist, uh, from the New York Times, uh, Faith, Certainty, and the Presidency of George W. Bush, where he was talking about some things that were confided in uh, to him by a an aide who was talking to him 
um, at a party. So specifically, uh, he writes... In 2004, in the summer of 2002, after I had written an article in Esquire that the White House didn't like about Bush's former communications director, Karen Hughes, I had a meeting with a senior advisor to Bush. He expressed the White House's displeasure, and then he told me something that at the time I didn't fully comprehend, but which I now believe gets to the very heart of the Bush presidency. And much further, I would parenthetically add. The aide said that guys like me were in what we call the reality-based community which he defined as people who believe that solutions emerge from your judicious study of discernible reality. I nodded and murmured something about enlightenment principles and empiricism. He cut me off. That's not the way the world really works anymore, he continued. We're an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality, judiciously, as you will, we'll act again creating other new realities, which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. We are history's actors, and you, all of you, will be left to just study what we do. What a quotation. What an incredible statement on so many levels. And just, yes, parenthetically, it should be confirmed. It was later confirmed that the, the aide, who is only referred to anonymously as a White House aide here, was indeed Karl Rove. So there you go. Uh, but yes, uh, Susskind says this This gets to the heart of the Bush presidency. No, 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 this gets to the heart of the way p power operates in society, at least in this stage and this era, although presumably this is actually getting more to the heart of the fundamental oligarchical principles by which hum humanity has been controlled for countless generations. Um, namely that, think specifically about what Rove says, Believe you believe that solutions emerge from your judicious study of discernible reality. That's a, such an important emphasis there, discernible reality. Because there are the things that are readily findable and seeable by anyone who is choosing to look for it. And Again, I think anyone who looks at and studies and is involved with independent media productions and, and investigations will understand that. Yeah, uh, it isn't hard to find these connections between this uh, biotech company and the World Economic Forum. There you go. There's the discernible reality. Um, but that's the discernible reality. That's at the surface level. And yes, there is something to it. There is a connection there. But what does that mean? It's the the indiscernible reality, the things that are not put out there in front, in your face, in public view, that may be actually the deciding and connecting factor here. This is, I'd like to think, is quite obvious how this can be used, at any rate, as a type of trap to lead people over here when the real action is happening over here, or to mislead people on certain key issues. And this is why I am wary of any and all totalizing philosophies, grand unified conspiracy theories that bring everything down to this, this one factor, this one group, this one identifiable thing, and everything relates to this man. And again, I'm sure we have all seen that. And as I say, I think I'm gesturing towards that in identifying the latest trend that is popping through the newswires right now, that World Economic Forum is connected to everything. Um, but I think if you do say that the only thing that is worth talking about is the way the World Economic Forum is connected to this issue, then you will miss an important 
point about what is happening. If you did the same thing, the only thing worth talking about is Bilderberg and what Bilderbergers are involved in this particular thing, you're going to miss part of the reality of what is happening. If you if you say it is Israel and only Israel and the only thing we can look at is the way Israel connects into this issue, you are going to miss part of what is happening. If you're one of the LaRouches out there and it is all English, the English crown, English agents, and if you go back far enough in time, inevitably the Venetians, it's always this Venetian um, who ultimately influenced the English crown, then you're going to miss part of what's really happening. Um, there are the people out there, I've seen the people who connect literally everything that happens to agents of the Knights of Malta, and it's all part of the big Vatican conspiracy. I That exists out there too, and again, I think if you condense everything down to this, this one factor, you're going to miss part of the reality of what is really happening, because it devolves into a type of game, exactly like what I was talking about with me and Brock playing the Spot the World Economic Forum uh, agent, as it were, spot spot the person and then look up, oh, yep, they're connected to WEF, there you go, case closed, you know, that's that's all we need to know. Well, not really, no, no, we need to know why and how and how those things interact and what what else, what other connections there might be and how they might be significant, because otherwise we are excluding part of the story. The people who get obsessed with boiling everything down to one thing end up rationalizing away anything that doesn't fit into that grand narrative. So, for example, speaking of the LaRouches and their their <laughs> their hard-on for people like FDR, who was a real American hero, um, who was battling against, you know, the English crown and the English agents, will go to absurd lengths to, to mental gymnastics that, of course, FDR didn't know about Pearl Harbor ahead of time. That was all, I mean, everyone who was identifiably new and was in the FDR administration who knew about Pearl Harbor ahead of time, and we know all about that conspiracy, but they were, see, they were all English agents, and FDR had nothing to do with it. He was a perfect angel floating on the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of nonsense that people fall into when they get into this type of thing. Or, it, it, obviously, I'm sure people have seen it with regards to things like 9-11. It's the spot the Jew crowd. Absolutely anything to do with 9-11 or any terror event, you, you have to find who were the Jews involved in some way with this, and only those people were significant. If there's anyone who wasn't a Jew who was in any way obviously involved in the operation, then they were either mind-controlled by the Jews, or they're a quasi-crypto-Jew, or they're a secret Jewish agent who were secretly Zionists, etc., etc. It becomes a, a type of game where the entire purpose of the game is to see how it ties into your one narrative, and I think that is ultimately too reductive. Now, I think there are grand unifying narratives that you could construct about the nature of oligarchical power and how and how power operates in society and how people decide to band together, even across different lines and across interest at times in order to preserve their their power. And we can look at examples of how that works that has been documented and is relatively uncontroversial. You can look at the way the mafia works. And yes, not every mafia don is necessarily together with every other one, but there are times when they will come together to defend the system. And that's one way that we can get a handle on the, the grander theory of what's happening here. But it doesn't mean that everything reduces down to the, the one thing that we can find that then becomes a trend that will trend for a while, and then people will jump onto the next bandwagon. So, World Economic Forum is the bandwagon of the moment. That does not mean that it is not 
it is not significant in any way. Of course, I do think Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and what they represent and the types of ideas that are being forwarded through that vehicle at this moment are significant, but it's more the ideas that are being forwarded that are significant, more so than the relation to the World Economic Forum, which I have pointed out numerous times over the past couple of years, is attempting to essentially rebrand a very, very old idea. The New World Order isn't really a new idea at all, and all of the aspects of that are now just being rebranded and laundered through the WEF into this Great Reset agenda. And every time people talk about the Great Reset and focus on Klaus Schwab and Davos and the World Economic Forum, they are giving that organization the energy, the, the exactly what they're looking for. They want the attention in all of this. Klaus Schwab is, wants to be the new fill-in-the-blank Kissinger or whoever, right? The, the, the person who has such gravitas and importance uh, because now everyone's talking about the World Economic Forum and talking about the Great Reset. Hey, as a rebranding effort, it was incredibly successful, wasn't it? But the underlying ideology of it is not exclusive to the World Economic Forum. It is not fundamentally about the World Economic Forum. It is about an ideology that is consistent amongst many different groups and many different players in this New World Order system that is being constructed. And right now it's being called the Great Reset, but that is... Just, we have to differentiate the underlying ideas from the current vehicle. Um, because the real risk is that we tie everything to the current vehicle, in, which is carrying this ideolo ideology. And then, at the convenient time, the powers that shouldn't be will scuttle that vehicle. Oh, well, World Economic Forum, who cares? Whatever. And they'll move into a different vehicle and carry it further down the field. Exactly as you might say, as seems to have happened with, say, Bilderberg. I remember when I first started getting into this, it was all about Bilderberg and the Bilderberg meeting and trying to get to Bilderberg and what are Bilderberg talking about? And I'm not saying that that wasn't important, but I am saying, well, who even talks about Bilderberg anymore? As I say, there are probably new people who have only come into this in the past couple of years who don't even remember Bilderberg. Who, who are Bilderberg? I've heard of them. I don't really know what they're about. All I know is World Economic Forum because they've just shifted into a new vehicle and carrying that football further down the field. Now, that is the potential danger here. Now, the corporate report being the corporate report, <laughs> there, are, there are sides and multiple layers to everything, and there is a multiple layer here as well, because then, uh, unfortunately, the way this works is once people identify that this can be used, this type of current thing trend in the alt media can be used as a type of distraction or as a way of getting people to focus on the wrong thing, then anytime you don't want to talk about something or you're not interested in that thing or you, you just personally haven't researched that thing or you're not, whatever, then you can call it a distraction. You can say, no, 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 no. You see, that's a distraction from this. <laughs> when all you are really saying is, I want to talk about this rather than that. That's all that that really means. So I, I also get weary of people who call everything a distraction. No, that thing you're talking about is a distraction. No, it is important, I'm sure, to that person, and they can articulate why and in what context. So I, I'm not saying there needs to be one research agenda for everyone. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I'm talking against here. The idea that we should fall into these traps of everyone talk about the same thing at the same time, and anyone who doesn't is, is the shill that we have to, you know, exorcise ex from, from the alt media, whatever that means. So, again, there's so many different layers of traps here, but yes, Richard, ultimately, I think your question is a valid one. Uh, I think if we're focusing on the trees of 
the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and this person and that person and that particular group, we're going to miss the forest. And that is to our detriment. So thank you for pointing that out, because this is something that I've been definitely noticing with regards to the World Economic Forum trend going through alt media, at the very least through the headlines. And then when you click into the story, very often you'll find that the actual connection between the story and the World Economic Forum is tangential at best, if you really start to drill down on it. So I want people to notice that and make note of it when you see it, not only with the World Economic Forum, but in other contexts as well, because you will start to notice it. And hopefully we can maybe even wisen up a little and not just click on things, or just even worse, just scroll through headlines and see, the, oh, World Economic Forum saying this today. Well, I knew it. That thing must be bad because the World Economic Forum is somehow connected to it in a way that I won't discover because I'm not going to click beyond the headline. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, I think we know how all this works. Um, Having said all of that, I think there is another important underlying point towards this, which is that, as has been articulated many times, in many ways, and many people talking to me, James, all you do is blah, 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 and you never tell us exactly what to do with our lives. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to, because I'm not your guru. But there is an important underlying point there that Rove was gesturing to in that quotation uh, from that Susskind article, which is that we, as in the oligarchs who presumed to rule over you. We are history's actors. We're creating these discernible realities for you to study judiciously as you will. And you will just be like dogs chasing our tail. And anywhere we go, anywhere we tell you to go, anywhere we lay the red meat, you'll go and jump over there. Ha <laughs> ha. We own you. So what's the real solution to that? Perhaps, rather than simply studying the, the realities that they're laying out in front of us, maybe that means we have to take it more into our own hands, what we actually concentrate on, what we devote our time, energy, and attention to, and what we do with our lives, that is the type of thing they do not want you thinking about. That's precisely why I'm raising it, and will continue to raise it, and have raised it in the past. As I mentioned in that watch-along um, that we just watched that clip of, I did say, I hope people had seen, I did specifically talk about that Rove quote in my message on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, specifically 9-11 truth, lessons learned, question mark. And if you haven't seen that, I will definitely direct your attention back to that uh, episode of the podcast. But let's just watch the end part of that clip where I'm talking about the Rove quote and its real significance, and we'll leave it there. Richard, thank you for the question. And uh, that's going to do it for today. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again very soon. This isn't about COVID-19. This has nothing to do with the virus. This is about finishing the job that the terrorists started on 9-11. The job of locking down the planet. Oh, sure. Examine the details. Put the pieces together on the health passports and the digital ID the mandatory injections and government permission to leave your home, the central bank digital currencies and the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We do need to know these things. But don't get stuck marveling at the pyrotechnics. Don't get stuck fighting your allies because they won't subscribe to your dogma. Don't get stuck focusing on what happened in 2019 so hard that you miss what's happening in 2021. Or, 
some 20-year-old who's just joining the party today, will blink and he'll find himself in 2039 wondering how he spent half his life in the shadow of a scamdemic. The terrorists know all of this, of course. It's how they stay in power. We don't have to speculate about this. We just have to take them at face value when they tell it to us. Like when Karl Rove admonished Ron Suskind for being part of the reality-based community who believe that solutions emerge from your judicious study of discernible reality. But, he insisted, that's not the way the world really works anymore. We are an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality, judiciously, as you will, we'll act again, creating other new realities, which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. We are history's actors. And you, all of you, will be left to just study what we do. And here we are. History's actors have created other new realities, and the same 9-11 truth movement that spent the last 20 years judiciously studying the last set of lies will spend the next 20 years judiciously studying these ones. Assuming we have 20 years left to spend in idle study, that is. Or, we could become history's actors. Stop waiting for events to happen so we can judiciously study them and start creating events, structures, institutions of our own. Can you imagine if the 9-11 truth movement had devoted one-tenth of the time and energy and resources that it spent arguing over pyroclastic dust clouds and measuring entry and exit holes to something actually productive? creating self-sustaining intentional communities, growing the free market and expanding the use of alternative currencies, creating our own businesses and institutions and building out alternative communication infrastructure and building up our own media. I don't have the answer. No one person does. But I can tell you this. We cannot afford to spend the next two decades judiciously studying the way our most basic rights, the right to refuse medical experimentation, the right to interact and transact with our friends and neighbors as we see fit, the right to leave our own home, are being stripped from us one by one. If we don't resist the biosecurity state with all our might, refuse to comply with its dictates, refuse to shut ourselves in and lay down when the government tells us to, then we are the terrorists, terrorizing our own children and grandchildren and consigning those generations yet unborn to the maws of a technocratic tyranny beyond any sci-fi dystopia. In the meantime, we look back yet again at that September day 20 years ago, not as a single day when the world changed forever, but as a signpost along the path 
yet another in a chain of events and decisions and choices made by history's actors, us. I may never quite escape the shadow of those towers, but in that shadow, we can build towers of our own. The choice is ours, for now.